Hey there, it's your host, Brian Wade speaking. I'm just popping in because I realized while I was editing this episode that I never announced next month's book. In the future, I'll be announcing the upcoming book at the end of each main episode, so you'll have a full month to read along and send in your thoughts. But for now, we'll work with what we've got. So, on that note, the next episode will be released on February 6th, and we'll be reading the novel Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. Thanks for sticking with me, and on with the show. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's true, you are Jeremy Greer. You're back. I'm back. You, uh, you have we, uh, conned me into reading more Star Wars material, even if it's just questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've called you into reading responses from our from our good fans, good nice people. Um, yeah, you uh, we're we're recording this episode like about two weeks after we recorded the primary episode. Uh, in the future, I probably won't do that. I will just do it as, with the episode because I don't want to make people. Uh, come back, but Jeremy is very gracious and came back because he's a nice guy. And you also know that my time is worthless. So, and I also know that, that your time is worthless. <laughs> so, um, I think we're uh, we're we're going to start off with some responses, and then uh, at the end of the episode, after this is over, we're we're going to talk about Rogue One. So, if you haven't seen that movie yet, uh, what are you? First of all, what are you doing listening to a Star Wars podcast? Uh, secondly, you should go see that movie before you listen to the to the this because we will probably spoil a lot of it so okay uh let's let's get into the responses we'll uh, we'll start with uh kevin from the 223 uh asks in re- response to my email and uh twitter handle uh are you the clone of the clone of the clone of the clone of the clone <laughs> of the clone of the clone of luke skywalker uh yes excellent question did quick kevin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I very much like that question. It was very funny. One, two, I, three, I, four. I, I don't five, think that he necessarily six, meant that to be like a an actual response that I would read on a podcast, but it was so funny that I had to. So, um, if it's if you if the original is Luke with one U, are we adding yes. a U for each clone? So he's correct. he's listed seven clones. So that's that's eight total U's. Correct. So it's Luke. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is which is indeed the handle is eight U's. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, so okay. Why don't you uh, Why don't you read the next one, Jeremy? This is from our buddy Mike Zombie at Zombie Security on Twitter. Um, he says, "Will the sequel be called Rogue Two, Rogue One Two, Rogues One, Rogue Oneer?" Which is a, a uh, and we a really excellent question, but we already know what the sequel is, right? Like it's literally the next. Yeah, movie. the sequel is a new hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Like none of these people survive, so there's no, there is no sequel. <laughs> I, there is a Rogue Squadron, though, so I guess we could potentially have a movie about the Rogue Squadron, which would be cool. Yeah. Did they? Um, I saw someone in somewhere say that they didn't name like they justified this in the canon by saying like because uh, they never named another Rogue One squadron squadron 
because of like respect or something. I don't know. Well, no, that's not entirely true. Uh, Wedge is the commander of Rogue Squadron as of uh, Empire. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Look, Having watched that yesterday, I just uh, I was just reading Harry Witt's Twitter, and he's just the guy that wrote Rogue One. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, actually, now that I think about it a little bit harder, I'm pretty sure Luke is the Rogue Commander in Empire. Uh, but you know, it it doesn't really matter. Like it's fine. <laughs> It Gary Gary Wood doesn't know what he's talking about. Get out of here, Gary Wood. <laughs> You're right. It actually doesn't matter at all. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we'll uh, we'll move on to the next response. Uh, this is from Clifford Goldsmith at Cliff underscore Goldsmith, uh, noted host of uh, noted sometimes host of Dark Insight. <laughs> yeah, even, every uh, once in a while he shows up. <laughs> absentee podcast dad. <laughs> um, he uh, he says. Seen Rogue One yesterday, and I really, really enjoyed that film. Nice to see Vader kicking arse. His voice sounded a bit off, though. They didn't get it quite right. It certainly has left me really wanting Episode Eight. I also really enjoyed seeing Vader in the back to tank, and that it also showed that the Rebellion wasn't a stain-free perfect thing as war is dirty. Uh, I agree with most of all of that. I think that Vader's voice sounds a bit off just because James Earl Jones is really old. Yeah, did they did they get James Earl Jones back? Yeah, it was James Earl Jones again. Uh, that did the voice, and that dude is super old now. So I walked out of the movie theater, had like the whole like, "Is James Earl Jones dead?" conversation. <laughs> we could not remember if that dude had died or not. Which because I mean, yeah, no. like 2016 was a pretty killer year. Like so, right? <laughs> literally, yeah. So it's, it's, it was entirely possible. But no, yeah, he's he he reprised the role, and I I definitely I mean you can definitely tell like especially since as uh, I mentioned earlier, I did watch the original trilogy yesterday. Um, I mean, it's very it's very obvious in that that the voice is different but it's fine i mean it's still james earl jones and that's that was exciting enough for me did you get upset at the uh the the puns that he made throughout this movie like with the uh don't choke on your ambition line because i saw a bunch of people getting like really really upset about that like saying like vader wouldn't make jokes and i was like vader is a dude like dudes like to make jokes (laughs) like yeah no uh two two things uh i i kind of I didn't, ha- I didn't get upset, but I was definitely, like, a little tentative about the pun at first. But then when I thought about it for a minute, like, Vader is actually, like, a really funny dude. Like, he makes a lot of jokes all the time. Does he? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I need to th- I need to pull up some of them off the top of my head that I can't pull off off the top of my head. Uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna Google this. The uh, Henry Gilbert uh, on Twitter did put, posted a pretty good article about Vader being funny. That I can, I can probably pull up and link it to you. Yeah, here we go. This is uh, Rogue One and Darth Vader's underrated sense of humor. I will uh, put this in the show notes, but Jeremy, I'm going to send it to you personally. Okay. Cool, send it to me. <clears throat> um, but it brings up, uh, you know, so so many classic quotes show Vader's dark sense of humor. Like, quote, "We would be honored if you would join us," which he says when, uh, when he is on uh, Cloud City and the gang walks in on him which is a, which is a pr- pretty good joke i think like it's it's very like he has a very dry sense of humor so pun maybe not so much like the greatest thing but like in retrospect pretty funny okay uh but yeah uh talking about a couple other things that cliff that cliff brought up um also showed that the rebellion wasn't a stain free perfect thing which yeah i really enjoyed that like especially like it it really from the very beginning like you get that that scene with Cassian talking to the informant and then he just like fucking murks him. Yeah. 
that I mean, like that kind of set the tone of that movie. Like, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, that dude just yeah, killed that I guy. was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, we will uh, we'll talk about that a little more a little bit more probably later on. And um, uh, while we move, I guess the next question is Murph Murphy via email. Yeah, yeah, you know you know that guy. I know that guy. He's a very nice dude. Uh, I, I think he still did. Does the Dork Knight so- show still happen? It does. He does that podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I I assume so. I uh, I yeah. I see him posting stuff, so I would assume so. <laughs> um, he asked, "Which what robot would win in a fight? The new Alan Tudyk robot or HK forty seven? And do you know who HK forty seven is? I do not Jeremy? know who HK forty seven is. So let's HK forty seven is the droid from uh, the Knights of the Old Republic games. Oh, which I have never played. So I'm going yeah, to say uh, the Alan Tudyk robot, <laughs> who is K forty three. Would be a cool fight. Is that K two S O? K two S O. It would it would be a cool fight, and I would like to see it. Um, but they're both they're both my children, and neither of them would would win. Sure, yeah, they would come to a draw and hug each other. Of course, yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's uh, that's all the responses we got today. Thank you, uh, all everyone, for responding. Um, I was very impressed that for a podcast that doesn't even have an episode out officially yet. Uh, and that I asked for responses the day before we recorded, I got four responses. So. Thank you very much for that. You guys are all great. Yeah, um, thank you. If you if you want to respond to anything in the future, you can send an email to at LukeCast. That's Luke with eight U's. <laughs> as, we, as we've established, um, Canon Luke. As we've established. <laughs> uh, or you can follow, you can find me on Twitter at LukeCast. And that's also Twitter with Luke with eight U's. Luke. <laughs> Luke. That's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah, it's it's really stupid, but I love it. So okay, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Rogue One, Jeremy. Yeah, tell, me, tell me what you liked about Rogue One. Um, I I did not like the opening scenes uh, a lot. I, like I was I was kind of confused. Like they kept skipping back and forth. Um, I'm I'm gonna be real interested to go see it again in the movie theater, which I hopefully will do soon. Um, to see if now that I've seen it once, if that makes a lot more sense for me. Um, but I, I, I was kind of confused at first. It took a little bit to get into like the main story and to like get going. Um, yeah, there was a lot of jumping around at the very beginning. Like it, it bounces from planet to planet and like different time periods. And it just, it is really disjointed at the beginning. It was, it was really confusing. I agree. Um, but it was fun. Um, I, I overall, I really, really liked the movie. Like, um, I, I've seen a lot of people say that it plays out like a video game does. Like especially the third act uh, is very much like a like a, I think it is literally a battlefield level right now. <laughs> but like I think you can literally go play that. But like it actually kind of unfolds like a battlefield level where you have different teams doing different things and getting different objectives and having to work together. Um, all of that stuff was really yeah. Good. It's more or less true. Yeah. The uh, I, I I really enjoy it. They've done this with the Force Awakens. And now they've done it with Rogue One. These these battles where they they pan from like space battles into. Um, like the ground fighting that stuff really really works for me like anytime that like there's some like shit blowing up in the sky and the camera just goes down and it's like your your heroes are are also you know blowing some shit up on the ground that that stuff is really really good to me yeah i thought the space battle in this movie was just outstanding like it was so cool like seeing like the whole rebel fleet like just pop out of hyperspace like that and just like just get into it it was very fun and very cool yeah it was it was really really fun i i I I really liked pretty much all of the characters. Um, I, I thought CGI people was a little weird. Did you 
Did, okay, let me ask you. Did did you know that they were CGI and characters when you went into the movie? Uh, I I I had heard that uh, Tarkin was in the film, which made sense based on the the time period of the film. So I knew that they would probably CGI him, and so I knew that that was going to be in the movie. I did not know that Leia was going to be in it. At the yeah, end. yeah. Um, the CGI characters were really weird. Like it was, it, it, it always goes back to that uncanny but uncanny valley problem, which like I, it almost fooled me. But, like, the whole time I was like, this seems weird. And I don't know these characters. Like, that dude could be dead for all I know. And, like, that I should have known right off the bat. But it just seemed, it was just distracting throughout. Leia seemed fine, but Leia was only in it for, like, 30 seconds. So I didn't really mind that. Yeah, I mean, like, you see her face for a grand total of, like, five seconds in the film. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't really mind that very much. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of distracting. Yeah, I actually, so, okay. So this is going to, I'm, I'm going to sound like a little bit of a mark here, probably. Um, but when I first saw Leia, I actually thought that they just found someone that looked like Carrie Fisher and did some, some really good makeup on her oh, at first. Nice. Okay. And then like, I, after I thought about it for a minute, I was like, oh no, that was CGI, but it was nice. Like I actually thought that was, that was quite good. Um, the Tarkin stuff, the Peter Cushing, uh, CGI face, uh, definitely came and went. Like there are some moments where it's very convincing and others where I just like, I could not, not notice that it was CGI. Yeah. It was it was odd. Um, the all of the Vader stuff worked. I don't know. If, we're not probably not going to go through this like plot point by plot point. Oh but, no, absolutely. Uh, so not. I'm just kind of randomly take way too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of the Vader stuff really really worked for me. Like, um, yeah, same. Very specifically, like uh, the the ending scene where he just gets to oh let loose on the on the rebels. Like that was just fucking rad as hell. Like that whole scene is like it, it very much reminded me of some of the stuff that they've been doing in the Marvel. TV shows on Netflix, like those extended mm-hmm. fight scenes in like Daredevil or Luke Cage, where someone just gets to beat the shit out of like a, like eighteen people. Like it's really really good. It reminds me of the Raid in all of the best possible ways. If you've ever seen those movies, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty good comparison. Like any, anytime Star Wars can remind you of the Raid, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I mean, this isn't Rogue One, but in the, the Force Awakens, like they have literally have the dudes from the Raid, and they don't get to do any Raid shit. I was really really sad yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, yeah, I'm glad they I was were in very it. Very confused like, by that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh, the the Vader scene at the end is definitely like I I've now seen that movie four times in the theater. Nerd. And every single time I just like go like a hundred percent fanboy when sure. when that scene happens and like to the point where uh, you and I talked about you know when when we saw the movie for the first time on opening day, um, you sent me a text after after I had seen it. Uh, talking about the ending scene, and <laughs> you you said uh, it felt a little fan servicey, but I am a fan and I like to be serviced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't claim that line. That's, that's a that's a line for my wife because that she's used um, watching other stuff before. So that's that's totally stolen from Autumn Greer. Thank you, Autumn Greer. Yeah, d- d- surprising though. What all of Jeremy's best jokes come from Autumn? Yeah, I'm really worried now that she's on Twitter that all everyone's going to realize <laughs> that I'm not that funny. It's all coming from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you're just like paraphrasing her for all of the things that you say that are funny. Exactly. But yeah, man, that Vader scene just I I I just like I get so excited when that happens, like because that's what I really wanted when they said that Vader would be in the movie. I was like, he just has to kick so much ass in this movie, and he does, and it's great. Yeah, they do they do a really good job. Like I, I'm glad that they. I'm glad that they decided to use Vader and then they also like really used him. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, yeah, they went all out, which I think is a good thing to do. Yeah. It wasn't just like, Oh, here's like, we're going to see like Vader's silhouette for a minute. 
it was, hey, here's, like, a cool, like, extended scene with him. Yeah, yeah, I liked all that stuff. I, um... I know that you couldn't, you can't get around it because of what the movie. This is what the movie, movie is about. But uh, like, boy, can we just have one Star Wars movie without a fucking Death Star in it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, again, and I, this isn't Rogue One's fault because this is this is the movie that they set out to write. Like, we want to tell the story about how they got the plans into the into the main movie, so that's fine. But like in the Force Awakens, there's basically a Death Star. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's a Death Planet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of like like. I mean, like, come on, Empire. <laughs> like, get some new yeah, ideas. Yeah, think of something else. <laughs> yeah, and don't... There and, are other cool super weapons you can make. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, like, have someone make, a, like, a giant lightsaber. Like, or make Galactus. Like, Galactus is a Oh, man, guy. Jeremy. Oh, man, Jeremy. <laughs> there is totally a giant lightsaber that gets made. There is not the a giant lightsaber. I don't believe that at all. There is a giant lightsaber. It's called Darksaber. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this podcast? Which, <laughs> which was great to me because uh in the scene where uh Cassian and Jin are looking through the uh the records to try to find the Death Star plans mm-hmm. uh she's she, Jin just reads off like a list of of code names and one of them that she reads is Black Saber and that was I mean I don't know for sure but that was totally thrown in for for expanding universe people yeah yeah how was it like cuz like as, as someone that is like really into the expanded universe and like has been reading this stuff since they were a kid, like did this movie like live up to the expectations that the the, the books and everything else have set, or were you kind of disappointed by it, or or what? No, I I really liked it, and I really felt like coming out of it that it was it was like this is an expanded universe story, but told you know in a movie instead of just in a book or in a comic or whatever. Gotcha. Like we actually got to see like what a big production Star Wars expanded universe story would look like, and it was awesome. Okay. So you were you were all in? Did it? Did it? I was. Oh, I was all in. <laughs> did it? Oh, obviously, you've seen the movie four times. I don't even know why I'm asking. Um, <laughs> did it? Uh, did, was there anything? Because we talked in the original episode about how uh, when Disney bought. Lucas Arts, they like kind of said all of this stuff is now all of this expanding universe stuff is not canon anymore. It's legends or whatever. Um, yeah. Did anything from Rogue One uh, contradict stuff that had been built up from the books? Uh, there were yes, of course. Um, there are like five or six stories about stealing the Death Star plans in the expanded <laughs> universe. Jesus Christ. Uh, there were like five or six different ways that it happened. Uh, so yes. Um, Honestly, like I, I say that, and like that is an egregious example. The um, most of the expanded universe, like actually, like they all the authors were very respectful of each other's stories and tried to make sure that there weren't overlapping stories. Mm-hmm. But this specific thing, just I think, just because it was so important, everybody wanted to write it, so everybody just wrote it. I, I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, but I I think that this like this was a really really good. Uh, telling of that, you know, that, that stealing the Death Star plans, it was very fun. And, uh, I do, I mean, I did, so let's, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of things I had a problem with, okay. with the movie, uh, instead of just like fanning out the entire time. Um, one is that I felt like that there was a little bit too much like talking down to the, to the viewer, uh, where things would happen and then someone on screen would comment on that thing happening and just say what happened. Okay. Can you? Can I don't you know if you noticed that. I, so I didn't quite. I don't know that um, I picked up. On that. <laughs> uh, just, just like so, uh, when 
when they land, when they crash land on Edu, uh, and or actually, it was it was before they crash land on Edu. It was when uh, when Cassian sends the transmission back to the rebel base uh, to tell them that they're going to Edu. Uh, General Draven, I think, is his name. Draven. Um, he uh, <laughs> he sends he sends a message back, basically saying. Uh, tell, you know, basically tell Cassian to proceed as previously planned, and then basically looks at the camera and says, Galen Urso has to die. (laughs) Which, like, come on, dude, like, we know that's what you want. Like, you literally talked to Cassian about that earlier in the movie. You don't need to say it again. Um, and then another one was, like, the, uh, Rebellions are built on Hope line, which just comes out of nowhere the first time that Cassian says it. What, um... Uh, he's... Good. The, the, there was some stuff from the like trailers that seemed to not be in the movie, which I was really disappointed to. Like, there's that one great line from that original trailer, which I don't know. If, I mean, like that original trailer with the, the with the siren is just fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, the uh, there's that line that she says of like, um, you know, we're rebels, you know, rebel or whatever. Like that. Yeah, that yeah, seemed like, to disappear. Like you're all in the rebels, movie. aren't you? I rebel. Yeah, yeah. That line was really good, and I was very disappointed that wasn't in the movie. So I didn't just miss it then, so it was just totally wasn't No, there. it just is not in the movie. Okay, well, that's cool. Fine, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, the uh, this is something that I, I don't want to get too into this because I don't think that I'm necessarily qualified to have this discussion uh, in, a, in an in-depth way. Okay. Um, but definitely some like Middle Eastern coding on Jeddah with that city. Like really, because like, you, you see a bunch of people saying, oh, like this is the first Star Wars movie that felt like war. Uh, and you wonder how much of that for them is them seeing like what is more or less like a Middle Eastern city being attacked, like what we we in the West picture as like a war zone. Just we're seeing that, and so we're like, oh, that's yeah, it's war because this is a war zone. Yeah, I, I loved all of the uh, like. This is the first movie that feels like war. Like, there's literally the word war in the title, right? But the, the, the title is Star Wars. Yeah, it's not Star Friends. And like, I mean, like, I think, I think what they were going for though, like, it's it's really easy to be snarky on Twitter about that stuff, about headlines and stuff like that. But um, like, it, I really felt like this was one of the one of the few Star Wars movies where there was an actual human cost. Like, that's I think that's what everybody was talking about when they were saying that. Like, yeah, it's easy to see that um, that Leia's planet that get that gets exploded um, in the movie, the original trilogy or whatever. Like, yeah, that, that it's 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 kind of like in the X-Men when Phoenix like eats some random planet and then she, she's killed 5 billion people. But like that doesn't, it's, it's all planet, abstract. So you don't really register it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's all, it's, 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 it's very abstract. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, and then, so yeah, so, so building on that a little bit is that like Saw Gerrera's forces are like coded as these like, like extremists, and even wear, like, the kind of same head covering that you would see maybe, like, a Muslim person wear. Okay. And that's that's maybe not great. That's maybe not... Yeah, that, <laughs> not that's... Not the way that yeah, you, should, yeah. you should do that. <laughs> that's probably not great. You're right. Um, um, but and then the final thing, uh, just on a similar tangent but not exactly the same, is that the final assault on Scarif, uh, all of the volunteers that uh, that go with Jin and Cassian to go, uh, go try to get the plans... Um, all of them are just human dudes. Like, there's no, like, like I, I want some aliens, I want some women. Like, there's one alien that goes with them for that final assault. Other than that, they're just all dudes. 
Oh, weird. I didn't. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. But yeah, I guess that's that doesn't really make a lot of sense because like you should have like a like a variety of species in there, right? Yeah. I mean, like, and that's the thing is that like, I mean, there's there should be women too. But like, if you have aliens, like, you can just say some of the aliens are women. Yeah, that's, but that is a way to get around that. Yeah, you don't really need a. But like, you should just have women. Come on. Come on, Gary Witta. What are you doing? <laughs> I like how we're just actively blaming Gary Witta about this. And yeah. like, like he had every like, single hey, decision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Gary Witta. Um, I, I, I thought it was, it, it, it was, it was a weird, it's a weird movie because like halfway through the movie, um, I realized like, oh yeah, none of these people can survive. Like li- yeah. literally nobody can, can survive because it doesn't make sense with the, the rest of the movies. So like, it was weird waiting for um, all of these characters that you were, that I was kind of digging to, to just die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a little like, like, especially like once you get into the third act, like you're just like, okay, now, now we're going to see everybody die. Yeah. In different ways, which we do. Which, <laughs> we yeah. See it, everybody like literally die everybody ways. dies. Um, um, and on that note, what did you think of, uh, of the way that Baze, the the like tank guy that hung out with uh, the the fake Jedi, uh, what did you think of his death scene? Um, well, real quick, these two characters, <laughs> the, the these two characters, not quite I a love Jedi. These like guys. these these guys are great. Like it was just they're so obviously written for, to have like other stories told about them, right? Like we're gonna get yeah. like the Netflix show, or we're gonna get like a comic book, or like whatever about these two dudes because right they were they were they were and so insanely realized and like kind of underused throughout the film that I, I figured like they were this, they were just put in strictly to like be there. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember his death scene. Is that where he walks up and like just starts shooting everybody with the force? Yeah. Cause it's after, it's after Sharut dies. Yeah, he yeah, gets blown yeah. up. Uh, uh, Sharut being the not quite a Jedi guy. Um, so it's after he dies, he like goes and does the whole like the, the force is with me and I'm one with the force, which which was great. I, I loved that like from Donnie Yen. Like Donnie Yen was uh, was outstanding in this movie. He, fantastic. I, I thought that line this, was a little overused. Like I kind of got tired of hearing him talk about the force by the end of it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was very good just because I and I think that like I had like positive feelings towards Donnie Yen as well that helped with that. Yeah, I can see that. Um. But yeah, so after after Sarut dies, uh, he basically just like goes on like a a, a suicide at rampage uh, and kills like a bunch of guys. But he only like I say he kills a bunch of guys. He only kills six guys. Didn't seem like it made a lot of effect. Yeah, like I, I wanted him to like I wanted him to be like this super badass go out in a blaze of glory because I loved that guy. He was super cool. Yeah, and he was he was I really just, good. I, I I didn't understand like again unless they're just like just there for to to be put into other places i just didn't quite understand like why they were in the movie like they didn't seem to have much of an effect on any like they saved the crew that one time on that one planet but that was really about it right yeah yeah i mean there was let them pass in peace yeah uh but i mean it was worth it because that means that we got to see donnie yen do cool donnie yen things as we just previously discussed yeah which is which is fine yeah i'm, I'm all into yeah. that so i uh Man, uh, the main the main character uh, is it Cassian? Is the guy? Yeah, yeah, Cassian and Jin are I, the main characters. I kind of thought his redemption moment was a, was a little forced, and I, I don't know if you agree or not. Like, so <clears throat> at the start of it, we definitely see him like mercenary kill his informant guy, and like 
you know, that he's kind of like the, he's, he's built up as like this badass rebel spy who, you know, gives no fucks about what he's doing, what he has to do for the cause. Right. And to, to the point where he just says like that he, he's done things that he's not happy about. Like he does what he has to do. Yeah. Which is, and I really like the line that he had about, um, like some of us have been in this fight. Some of us didn't just choose to be into this fight now. Right. Like I, right. Th- that yeah, was the, a really good line. Think about how he's been in the fight since he was six years old. That was very effective. Yeah. Very yeah. That, that was fun. Um, I didn't, I thought his, his redemption thing, which I, I, I don't know. Like I just, I'm having a hard time expressing what I'm trying to say, I guess. <laughs> like uh, when you, when you say his redemption thing, do you mean him not killing Galen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know, man. Like at that point, like why are you, just is it just because that he's met the the daughter Galen's daughter, like the main character, or like is it? I, I, I felt it was kind of kind of forced. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is like that. That is kind of the only way that you can read it is that he now knows Jin, and so now he's not going to kill kill Galen because yeah, like he is very like, he, and you can like see him girding throughout that uh, throughout that scene where he's like fighting with himself. Uh, whether or not he's going to shoot Galen and then ends up like not being able to pull the trigger. And what did you think about Galen, about Mads Mikkelsen on this? I It was nice to see him play a good guy for once. Yeah, like I'm glad that he wasn't evil. Uh, I, yeah, I, and he didn't have weird eyes. He definitely didn't have a whole lot of shit to do, though. Like, <laughs> No, I was, yeah, he was definitely underutilized, especially for an actor that I quite like. But like, oh, I have like to, to imagine that more. if you're... Uh, if you're Mads Mikkelsen, like you just you just really want to like get into on that Star Wars thing, right? Oh yeah, I mean like get get that Star Wars money, and like ends up being like one of the most important characters in the series. Yeah, the, literally the guy that designed like I mean we say he's not evil, but like <laughs> he literally designed the Death Star. <laughs> like, he did literally design the Death Star, but yeah. he also like designed it so that it could be destroyed. I mean, like I mean, good job, but seriously, dude, like you could have just not designed it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, it, I I don't know. I think I think the justification of they would have done it without me is fine, uh, in the way that it's like, well, if they do it, if they do it without me, then there's no hope. But if they do, if if I do it, then I can, uh, plant this. I can I can enact my final revenge, which was uh, that that whole scene with him and the hologram was just very funny to me. Like on rewatches because it's like so overwrought. Yeah, it's 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 very that. Yeah, <laughs> just that just that whole monologue about how like he did the one thing that no one expected. He lied. He learned to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I mean it's good. It works, but it's it's yeah, it's really funny, funny on rewatches. I, I like I, I really like the villains in this. Um, I like that. Oh my god, Ben Mendelsohn's character is so good. I so love good. him in this movie. He's fun. Uh, Zodiac motherfucker on Twitter had a really good tweet about like I'm glad that the like the Star Wars villain basically just you know also is pissed off about being in middle management because that's basically the plot line. Like he's just really yeah, mad that he's getting the death star taken away from him. Right. It's really good. Yeah. And he's just like, he's very, he's like, just like got that, like, like nose in the air, sneeriness, like just angry guy, just perfect. It is just impeccable. The entire movie. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. I, I'm really into it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm I'm very positive on this movie overall. Like the special effects were really good. Um, mm-hmm. Reading some stuff afterwards, like I guess they very specifically left details out. Um, like there's a couple of times where you see, uh, I believe it's 
I've already forgotten Jen, Jen's home planet and Vader's planet with his Vader castle, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Like they very yeah, specifically uh, yeah, like the leave, those, leave those names out for some reason. And yeah. I, I don't like, I guess, I guess they're building up stuff then later, but like, if you're going to do the movie, like do the movie, like don't just like leave a name off to like, you could just right. go ahead and so name it. Like what, what it are you, what are you getting from not doing that? Yeah. So, so, okay. So Jen's planet, uh, I don't understand why they didn't name that planet. Um, Vader's castle planet uh, was Mustafar from Revenge of the Sith. Um, and I think that they specifically didn't name that so that people who under who recognized it would have that cool like gut check moment of, oh shit, it's Mustafar. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe not the best best idea. Yeah, like, like I, d- that, I, just, I just don't get why they didn't. It was it. it was cool for me, like because like I like we come swooping in on a on a on a lava planet, and I'm like, oh my god, they're showing Mustafar in a movie, <laughs> and like I I just like I have I have come into like ever since the Force Awakens, like the Force Awakens just like very pointedly like ignores the prequel trilogy, and I was just expecting Rogue One to do that as well, and so for them to actually show uh a planet from the prequel trilogy was pretty cool yeah i get that so is this canon because i don't remember i remember the planet obviously and like i remember that Noah scene and um we've talked before (laughs) about like how um the episode three is actually pretty good with the things that happen um i mean it's there's some bad parts in it but like that overall i think the story it's a fun movie yeah it's 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 pretty decent and like the interplay between anakin and obi-wan is Super good. Like I think that's yep. like, all of that stuff I really is like that movie. very well realized. Um, I don't What's up, re- Gary Butterfield. We're talking about how good Revenge of the Sith is. <laughs> I just don't remember. I don't remember a Vader's castle. Like is that that's definitely uh, new, right? <laughs> it it is new. Um, it was something that I think Ralph McQuarrie designed originally uh, back when the original trilogy was. Uh, was being being designed. Ralph McQuarrie was like the art designer and did like a lot of a lot of the really cool concept art that you see for Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. He did, uh, and he did design a castle for Vader, and that was more or less what what that castle was. Okay, and that's definitely cool, right? <laughs> yeah, I really like it, like, and I really like the symbolism of like his castle being in the place where he lost everything. What what's he doing in that castle? Uh, he's just hanging out, I think. Like I, I think it's just like his his place to chill and not be near the emperor because who wants to be next to that fucking creep all the time? I mean, like it just <laughs> it just seems so over the top <laughs> to build yeah. a castle I mean, like, on I th- the lava I think, planet. <laughs> I don't, and I mean, also like we we see basically two rooms in that castle. We see his Bacta chamber, and we see like the room where he meets with Krennic. So a back to chamber, like obviously that's like to like because he got he lost most of his like human bits in the in the lava, and he's replaced with cyborg bits. Um, yeah. So this is like him, like like his like refreshing pod, basically. Like he's got a little hot tub back there. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More or less. Back to is just like a you might remember from after uh, Luke is rescued from the Wampa when Han rescues Luke from the Wampa in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, he's like floating in that tank of liquid afterwards. Yes, Maybe I do. I do, I do, in fact, remember that. Yes. Yeah, that is that is a Bacta tank, and that it's more or less just like healing juice. Okay. It just it just heals you. I do love healing juice. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was I was very excited. Like I, there were a lot of like 
and I definitely like I've seen some people say, oh, like this was really like like over the top fan service. You didn't need some of this stuff. But maybe I'm just like super susceptible to that stuff. And so like definitely like little moments like, oh, here we're on Mustafar. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Uh, maybe the one that it was really funny because I was like I was very conspicuously the only person that laughed when this happened. Okay. Uh, was when they uh, get to, when Jin and Cassian get to Jetta City for the first time, and they're walking through the city and uh, bump into Ponda Baba and Doctor Evazon, which I don't know if you recognized them at that moment. I I don't recognize them in this moment. So. You don't recognize them in this moment. Uh, the, 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 so Jin Jin bumps into that guy and he turns around. And he's like got a gross, messed up face and he says, "Hey, watch it." And there's the guy with, like, the vagina mouth that he's with, the alien guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I vaguely remember yeah. this. Yeah. Um, they, uh, th- those two guys were uh, in Moss Eisley Cantina at the beginning of episode four. Um, he is the uh, Ponda Baba. I'm pretty sure it was Ponda Baba. Uh, is the one who got his arm cut off by uh, Obi-Wan the first time you, you see him use the lightsaber. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember that, do you? I don't remember any of this. Uh, Luke, Luke bumps into them in the cantina, and Dr. Evazon is, like, super aggressive and, like, threatening him and stuff. Talking about how he has the the uh, the death sentence in 12 planets or whatever, or in 12 systems. Okay. You don't remember it. I don't it's remember okay. this at all. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was, I was very conspicuously the only person in my opening night theater that laughed at that moment. So, like, whatever fan, like, again, it, you, you are a fan and you like to be serviced. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. I don't, I, I don't really, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing that they did, like, to, to slot this movie in between these episodes, in between these other movies that have already existed, right? Like, it's such a, it's such yeah. a bizarre thing. And, like, they, they did it incredibly well. Like, I think that's the thing that impresses me the most is they didn't really retcon a lot of stuff. Like, they brought new stuff into the film and like just perfectly slotted it in this timeline. Like I, I have to give them a lot of props for that. Yeah. There were a couple little things that maybe, uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense to, you know, to specifically someone who's paying a lot of attention to star Wars lore overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, for example, uh, some of the ships, uh, were like, we'd never seen those ships before. And why are they in rogue one, which ends at the beginning of a new hope? Uh, and then never in the rest of the the rest of the series, right? Like the the, gotcha. the Tie Striker or whatever, which was that really weird like skiff looking Tie Fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that, and then like the U Wing, uh, which was Cassian's ship. Um, we never really see those again. And the there were there were like different kinds of Imperial shuttles, which was really weird. Uh, so there was the troop carrier, which was pretty cool because, like, I don't think I don't think that we saw a troop carrier at all in the original trilogy. Uh, the the one that looks like a turtle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that one was fine. Like that was that was fine because like we hadn't seen a troop carrier, and of course they would have troop carriers. Of course. Um, but then like there was like because like Krennic's Imperial shuttle is different than the one that we see throughout the original trilogy, which is. Uh, let's get real dorky for a minute. The Lambda class shuttle. <laughs> We're not already really dorky. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get into it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I honestly like th- those were just little things that like only a huge Star Wars dork like me is going to notice in the first place. So it's probably fine. Okay. I uh, 
again, overall, I think this was a super great movie. Like I, I had a lot yeah, of fun with I it. I quite enjoy it. My, uh, my wife was really, really into it. Uh, she's not, <laughs> her history with star Wars. Like she didn't watch them growing up as a kid or anything. Like she was kind of peripherally aware of them. So, uh, I sat down and we watched, um, unfortunately I can only find original versions of episode four. So episode four was a big hit. And then after that, uh, the only thing I had were the uh, special editions that were released on Blu-ray. Uh, okay. So, like, there were some really, really dumb scenes. Like, all of the CGI that they added to that movie after the fact is super yeah. dumb. You, <laughs> nobody needs to see uh, Jabba the Hutt walking around. Like, that's not a thing nope. that ever needs to happen. And that was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, or that scene where, like, the... Isn't there, like, a scene in the special edition where a bantha just, like, walks in front of the screen for no reason? Yep. 100 <laughs> percent yep <laughs> not great pretty cool <laughs> um but so the first episodes four five and six were fine uh we watched episode one and she was like i don't ever want to watch any of this again so, <laughs> yeah no i don't i don't blame her in the slightest that movie is very bad it's it's a it's a bad movie even like the one thing that i liked about it is when it came out um was the uh oh shit i can't even remember the um the racing scene the pod racing scene yeah like yeah. that's still holds up as totally dope but the rest of that movie is just garbage i don't i i, I still think I, I really like the fight scene uh at the end the the lightsaber battle between maul and qui-gon and obi-wan yeah I I, yeah very, that, that's, very that's good pretty scene. good yeah that's 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 fun but yeah, like overall, movie doesn't need to happen. We didn't need nine year old Anakin. We could have just started Oof. with teenage Anakin. Oof! And like the the, the growing <laughs> spurt that that dude has. Those <laughs> three movies are so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. <clears throat> yeah, he turns some real dweeb into a handsome boy. Yeah, it's uh, oof, oof. It's not good. But yeah, so uh, do we do we have any final thoughts on Rogue One that we want to get out there before we wrap this up? Um, this makes me. I was already kind of into the idea of these, um, like, side movies, because yeah. the one thing that a lot of fiction and a lot of, and I think we talked about this on the main episode, um, a lot of things that a lot of sci-fi and just normal fiction kind of suffers for is making these things on such a grand scale and having to raise the stakes every single movie. So yeah, um, yeah we did talk about I, This that. movie, even though the stakes were pretty high and, like, literally everybody died in it, um, right. <laughs> it, it makes me excited that they're doing these kind of offshoot stories that like the whole world doesn't depend on something like I, I, I'm very interested in like the slice of life stuff like this new Han Solo movie like they sold me when they cast Donald Glover number one. Yep. And and by I, the way, I, shout I out. Totally agree. Shout out to the new Childish Gambino album. It's fucking dope. Very good. Very good um, album. But like they, they 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 got me there, but like being able to like if if they're going to be on this scale, like if they're going to if the story is going to be this good, then I am even more excited than I already was. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Um, and I definitely like I I went back and like looked at some of the oh gosh, what's his name, the guy that they cast as Han Solo. Like I kind of looked at his mannerisms and stuff, and I definitely like I can see it a little bit. Like he he can probably convince me that he's. A younger I have Han Solo. No idea who they had cast as Han Solo. Let me look that up real quick. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, I believe, is his name. Yeah, that doesn't do me any favor. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's like kind of a nobody. Like he, he he does have like some movies and stuff, and some like I think he's like from the Disney Channel. Maybe he's like one of those kids. Um, is this the untitled Han Solo Star Wars yes. anthology film? Yes. Aldrin and okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, like he 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 can he can probably convince me. Oh, he's um, that dude I mean, from he's... Stoker. Okay, yeah. I like that okay, dude. Yeah, you know who he is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stoker um, was a fucking amazing movie. That's that's great stuff. 
Oh, okay. oh, yeah, oh. I've never seen it. I'll have to check it out. And crossover, he was in the Supernatural episode. Oh, man. <laughs> <Went> to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys just did that episode, too, didn't we you? Just, that, was, that's, that was the first yeah, episode? That's the first episode, because it's the first. Yeah. we covered the first two episodes, and that's episode number two. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah, so really, let's, really uh, funny. Let's actually, let's actually talk about that real quick. You can, uh, what, 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 do you, uh, what do you do on the internet that people know, can know you from? Uh, I make, people find you? I make terrible jokes on Twitter, uh, and I make, I make just a absolutely crazy amount of podcast um, that's also true so you've been on dark insight which is my i have general gaming podcast where me and a guy from new zealand and a guy from england talk about video games which yeah cliff, cliff goldsmith cliff uh, goldsmith we, we talked about him earlier in the episode vader van odin and uh, also morbid beard who's also from england um he's our yeah shout out to morbid beard great great guy great dude um I do Don't Give Up Skeleton, which you've also been on, which is a like a, I have also been on that a podcast about people's stories with Dark Souls. Um, I also do Days of Future Cast, which you have not been on, <laughs> which nope. is a uh, yeah, because because Gary Butterfield and I are forever beefing. Yep, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. I don't know that we'll ever do guests on that show. I haven't. We I don't think we've decided yet, but it doesn't matter. Uh, that's a podcast. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure that you, I'm, I'm not sure that you, it would be the right dynamic to have guests because you guys are just so funny together. Introducing someone else into that, I'm not sure would would work out yeah. the best for that show specifically. Um, but that podcast is about X Men, the animated series from the early '90s, and uh, it's very funny. It's probably the funniest thing that I've ever done. Um, and then in a similar vein, Monster of the Week is my Supernatural podcast, where I talk about every episode of Supernatural with uh, Stephen Veyu and Chris Mosier from Platformers and Chomp Chain Podcast, respectively. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, Monster of the Week is the reason that Jeremy can't make fun of me for making an Expanded Universe podcast. That's true. Because I have no Supernatural having... is a bad television show. It's it's uh, actually not. You know what? Let's not get into it. <laughs> let's not. Let's not get into it. <laughs> Supernatural is a contentious television show, similar to how the Expanded Universe is a contentious series of books and other media. Exactly. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll go with that. So yeah, where can uh where, where can people find you on all of these platforms? Um, I gotta start from the beginning now. So you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find <laughs> Dark Insight at darkinsight.net. You can find Don't Give Up Skeleton at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. You can find Days of Future Cast at daysoffuturecast.com. You can find Monster of the Week at monsteroftheweek.cool because the internet has become a crazy and weird place. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I would definitely, I, I definitely recommend you follow Jeremy. At, at the very least, follow him on his main Twitter because he will post tweets to uh, all of his other stuff there. Yep. And uh, as always, you can find me uh, on Twitter um, at luke cast uh that's luke with eight u's you can email me at luke cast at gmail.com com again with eight u's uh you can find my personal twitter at wade brian r uh and i do also want to thank uh dj ag for the use of our theme song it's uh it's a remix of john williams's a new hope and by a new hope i mean a binary sunset uh and you can find dj ag on soundcloud.com slash djag-4. And, uh, hey, Jeremy? Yeah. May the force be with you. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> I don't know what to Goodbye. respond to that. Is that... I think that's a religious thing. I think I just Mormoned you or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you can just say may the force be with you as well. I, I mean, I, I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>